Good afternoon. Welcome to Calira's second quarter 2022 earnings conference call. After the market closed, Calira released unaudited results for the second quarter and the June 30th, 2022. The press release, as well as a replay of today's call, can be found on the company's investor relations website at investors.calira.com. Please review the release for additional information on what will be discussed today. At this time, all participants are in listen-only mode. After the speaker's presentation, there will be a question and answer session. Joining us today are Calira's founder and chief executive officer, Dario Calagero, chief financial officer, Giacomo Dolaglio, and VP of Investor Relations, Colin Gillis. Following their remarks, we will open the call for your questions. I would now like to turn the call over to Calira's VP of Investor Relations, Colin Gillis. Sir, please proceed. Thank you. Before we begin, we would like to remind everyone that during today's call, management will be making forward-looking statements. Please refer to the company's SEC filings, including the company's annual report on the Form 10-K, for a summary of the forward-looking statements and the risks, uncertainties, and other factors that could cause actual results to differ materially from those forward-looking statements. Calera cautions investors not to place undue reliance on any forward-looking statements. The company does not undertake and specifically disclaims any obligation to update or revise the statements to reflect new circumstances or unanticipated events that occur, except as required by law. Throughout today's press release and on the call, we'll refer to adjusted gross profit margins, adjusted EBITDA, and adjusted earnings per share. These metrics are not determined in accordance with the generally accepted accounting principles and therefore are susceptible to varying calculations. A definition, calculation, and reconciliation to the financial statements of these non-GAAP measures can be found in the tables included in our press release. We believe these non-GAAP measures of Calera's financial results provide useful information regarding certain financial and business trends and the results of operations. Now, I'd like to turn the call over to Dario for an overview of Calera's second quarter. Dario? Thank you, Colin. Welcome, everyone, and thank you for joining us today. As usual, for those of you who may be new to our story, I'll begin with a brief overview of our business. Calera is a communication platform as a service provider, and at a high level, we provide our global partner base with an omnichannel suite of powerful APIs and visual tools to bridge the communication divide between brands and their customers. Brands often face coverage gaps when trying to communicate with their customers, especially in industries that require security and must prioritize reliability, such as financial institutions and healthcare. Our mission is to help building lasting business-to-customer relationships for our partner brands across channels and to do so while pro providing service that our clients can trust. To reiterate, our growth strategy relies on three main pillars. One, we are focused on expanding our geographical footprint. Calera revenues comes from global customers, and it's a priority for us to both expand to new geographies and maintain our diverse global revenue split. It is our view that the CPAS market as a whole remains very fragmented and underpenetrated in many parts of the world and we are well positioned to meet CPAS demand in underserved areas. 
after last year expansion into American market through engaged infrastructure, we continue to have around a third of our revenues from each of the Americas, around 41%, Europe, around 28%, and Asia, around 32%. A favorable balance that makes Scalera one of the most prominent and geographically diverse CPAS companies in the world. Two, we will continue to judiciously invest in our omnichannel suite of services. It is our goal to meet our partners on whichever channels they require to best connect with their customers. As video and voice communication proliferate globally, expanding into new communication streams remains an important area of investment for our team. And lastly, we remain committed to secure, reliable, and trusted service. Our business thrives in industries that have the highest standard of security for their communications with their consumers, banks, financial institutions, healthcare, etc. All need to be able to trust that their interactions with consumers are handled with the utmost security and consistency. Calera delivers on that in a way that no other industry player does. While others strive for partner volume, we know that our expertise in trusted CPAS influences customer retention, and that with the right partners, this is an area in which can excel. Through our diverse geographic mix, concentrated investment in our omnichannel platform and secure service, we believe we have a real opportunity to scale and realize our long-term vision of being a trusted global CPAS provider for our partners. Our Chief Financial Officer, Giacomo Dallaglio, will discuss our financial results for the quarter shortly. But before I hand over the call, I'd like to recap a few recent highlights from our second quarter. I'll start with a financial overview. Our second quarter revenue was 81.1 million, up 50% from the same comparable year ago period, and in line with our revenue estimate. From a profitability perspective, we are encouraged that we were able to exceed the expectation and do so while continuing to invest in the business and in our growth strategy. For example, our second quarter gross profit and adjusted gross profit were 18.7 million and 20.2 million, a 78% and an 82% increase from last year's Q2, respectively. While our adjusted EBITDA increased over 177% from the prior year, year period, from 2.2 million to 6 million. In addition, our cash and cash equivalent position remains strong at over 74 million, and our key metrics significantly improved as well, with our adjusted gross margin at 25% compared to 20.6% in the prior year period. Also, the campaign registry continued to outperform, posting its first million dollar month and finishing with over 4 million in revenue in our second quarter with high profitability. Why we don't plan to update campaign registry results every quarter? The campaign registry continues to be a, a key aspect of our trusted CPAS offering, and we remain committed to driving significant shareholder value both through the campaign registry as well as the rest of the business over the long term. 
Moving to some of our key operating metrics, in the second quarter, we delivered 13.4 billion billable messages and connected 1.8 billion voice calls. In our largely volume-based business, this reflects our ability to leverage the benefits of scale and is an area in which we hope to drive continued growth in the, in the future. In Q2, our dollar-based net expansion rate was 103%, calculated based upon pro-forma revenue from the same customer base in the corresponding year-ago comparable period. Moving to our operational highlights, in the second quarter, we joined the Russell 3000 Index at the conclusion of the 2022 Russell Index Annual Reconstitution. We appreciate being part of this select group and expect our inclusion to bring added visibility within the broader investment community. We also announced two key appointments in personal. First, Zephyrin Lasker has been appointed to the leadership team as the Senior Vice President of Marketing and Strategic Alliances. Zephyrin has a decorated career in messaging, e-commerce, digital marketing, and software as a service platforms, and will be instrumental in driving Calera's effort to expand within new existing markets. Second, Colin Gillis has been appointed as our Vice President of Investor Relations. Colin brings over a decade of in industry experience from his time analyzing public and private companies as an equity research analyst. In his new role, Colin has already started engaging with the investor community to expand and to elevate visibility into the company's operation, growth strategy, and results. I'd like to send a warm welcome to Zephyr and Colin, both of whom have already done tremendous work for Calera. Colin has joined us today as well, and I'd like to give him an opportunity to introduce himself. Colin? Thank you, Dario. I joined Calera because I see a company with an attractive global customer base, balanced revenue sources, a strong management team, and a clear roadmap to help our clients connect with their customers. What separates Calera from other companies is the ability to provide a deep level of service to large enterprise companies. In the latest investor presentation, we point out that 38.3% of revenue from the June quarter is related to our top 10 customers. It's simple to understand that mobile usage is only going to increase and that brands are going to continue to expand the way they reach out to customers. In closing, I, I want to mention I include my email address in all the financial press releases. I welcome all communications and look to be a resource for existing and potential investors. And with that, I'll pass it back to Dario to wrap up our operational highlights. Thanks, Colin. Moving on to product delivery, we co-developed a video interface with the Sant'Agostino Italian Healthcare Network to enable several of its clinics to offer remote assistance to patients. These integrated product developments are increasingly popular among service providers and they'll pair existing operations with technical capabilities. We look forward to continuing our partnership with Sant'Agostino and expect to develop 
integrations such as this one across industries and channels in the coming quarters. Calera's flexible omnichannel offering is one of our greatest strengths, and this is an area in which we expect to continue investing during the back half of 2022. Across our business, we were able to achieve these results despite persistent headwinds faced during the quarter. We believe that the distinct short-term challenges in Brazil that we discussed last quarter have now passed. However, additional overlapping geopolitical and macroeconomic factors influence the environment for many global companies. When combined, these factors, including a slowing global economy, recent market volatility, adverse effect on foreign exchange rates, and uncommonly high food and energy costs, caused in part by the war in Ukraine, can affect our previously projected growth for 2022. Specifically, two new phenomena stand out. First, we continue to face significant foreign exchange headwinds, fueled largely by the ongoing geopolitical turmoil in Europe. Although we are still free of direct exposure to Russia and Ukraine and maintain a diverse geographic customer mix overall, nearly 30% of our revenue comes from within the European countries, and many of those contracts are transacted in euros. We saw increased volatility within the foreign exchange rate market in the past few months, enough that when compared to the last year Q2 exchanges rate. This year's revenue was reduced by nearly 3.5 million in the second quarter. This impact, when calculated on a performance basis relating engaged perimeter, translates to our European revenues being worth nearly 15% less in 2022 than it was in 2021. Second, broader economic downturn has started to shift enterprise purchasing behavior. Due to our commitment to secure service, our enterprise partners' relationships require significantly more upfront diligence than for other areas of our industry. While this adds time to our sales cycle, the trust we build with our partners through this process helps us maintain our strong net retention and 0% churn rates within our top 10 customers. Unfortunately, in periods of more careful enterprise spending, this creates an even more elongated sales cycle and backs up customer acquisition pipeline as a result. These global external impacts are not expected to persist forever, and as the market and our broader economic environment adjust to our upcoming new world, we expect the sales pipeline to turn back on and for our diligent customer acquisition work over the past few quarters to be recognized. Until then, however, we remain mindful of our forecasting ability in an uncertain landscape and have decided that it is prudent to revise our guidance for the third quarter and full year. So, as Colin will discuss at the end of the financial section, with those challenges in mind, we have made an approximately 4% downward adjustment to our revenue outlook for the 2022 fiscal year and align our outlook for the third quarter to match this reduction overall. However, while we adjust to our current climate, our focus remains on maintaining consistent profitability metrics and driving healthy growth across our business.
what was originally perceived as an isolated quarterly downturn for the world has proven to be more extensive, and we are cognizant that pros prospective lines of business development are more difficult to generate in the current climate. We remain focused on the fundamentals of our business and understand that high-quality product and service development and implementation will continue to reap increased economic benefits in the long term. We are proud to our team's perseverance and their unwavering commitment to build a sustainable and valuable business moving forward. And with that, I'll turn the call over to our Chief Financial Officer, Giacomo Vallaglio, to discuss our financial results for the quarters in greater details. Giacomo. Thank you, Dario. Turning now to our financial results for the second quarter ended June 30, 2022. As Dario mentioned, our total revenue in the second quarter increased 50% to 81.1 million from 54 million in the comparable year ago period. The increase in revenue was mainly driven by the fact of the business combination with Engage, which contributed 30.2 million, and the organic growth of Calera Legacy Business, representing 16% of the aggregated growth period over period. Gross profit in the second quarter increased 78% to 18.7 million from 10.5 million in the comparable year ago period. The increase in gross profit was mainly driven by the effects of business combination with Engage. Gross margin the second quarter 2022 increased to 23% compared to 19.4% for the second quarter 2021. The increase in gross margin was mainly due to the Engage and Bandier integration and increased performance by Calera Video and Calera Voice, as well by the campaign registry. Net loss total is 15.8 million, or 36 cents per share, based on 43.4 million weight average share outstanding, compared to a net loss of 4.5 million, or 13 cents per share, based on 34.3 million weight average share outstanding, in the comparable year-ago period. The increase in, in net loss was mainly driven by the amortization of acquiring intangibles and the accrual interest on convertible notes. Adjusted gross profit on a non-gap measurement of operating performance increased 82% to 20.2 million from 11.1 million in the comparable year ago period. Adjusted gross margin in the sector quarter of 2022 was 25% compared to 20.6% in the comparable year-ago period. Adjusted net income and non-gap measurement of operating performance decreased by 89% to $55,000 or $0 per both basic and dilute share based on 43.4% and 53.7 million weight average share outstanding, respectively, from 504 thousand dollars or one cent per both basic and diluted share based on 34.3 and 44.9 million weight average share outstanding, respectively, in the comparable year ago period. Adjusted BDA a non-gap measurement of operating performance increased 177% to 6 million or 
2.6% of total revenue compared to 2.2 million or 4% of total revenue in the comparable year ago period. The increase in adjusted EBDA was primarily due to the effect of the business combination with Engage and Madeir and the cost synergy between the two legacy businesses. At the end of the second quarter, cash, cash equivalent, restricted cash and short-term investment were 74.8 million compared to 97.9 million as of December 31st, 2021. This completes my financial summary. I'd, I'd now like to turn the call back over to Colin to provide our financial outlook for the remainder of the year. Thank you, Giacomo. I'll now take a few minutes to provide our financial outlook for the rest of the year, which ends on December 31st, 2022. As a reminder, Calera currently provides annual and quarterly revenue guidance, as we believe these metrics to be key indicators for the overall performance of our business. As Dario explained, our outlook for the rest of the year factors in previously unforeseen global headwinds that both affect our industry and the broader technology market. The pool's effect of these headwinds has lengthened our sales cycle, backlogged our pipeline, and it will take additional efforts to return to our prior levels of top-line growth. Due to this environment, we continue to believe that it is prudent to adjust our full-year outlook. We currently expect revenue for the third quarter to range between $83 million and $87 million. For the full year of 2022, we expect revenue to range between $345 million and $350 million. I would remind investors of the seasonality in Calera's business, where we expect to see positive catalysts in the fourth quarter, including the 2022 U.S. election cycle, Diwali, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and the December holiday season. This completes my financial outlook summary. I'd now like to turn the call back over to Dario to wrap up our remarks for the call. Dario? Thank you, Colin. In summary, we are encouraged by our positive momentum in many strategic areas of our business as we have moved into the second half of the year. While we were confronted with a broader global economic landscape that impacted our overall growth, we believe that we took meaningful steps forward in the second quarter as we continue to invest in our omnichannel platform and partnerships while driving profitability. Our product suite continues to grow in both depth and breadth, and the quality of our service is as strong and trusted as ever. Our geographical footprint continues to expand into a healthy global balance that we will look to build on moving forward. And our strides into new growth areas, including Calera Video and Voice, along with promising results from the campaign registry, have continued to drive leverage into our operating model. As we move into the second half, we do so with conviction in our long-term growth strategy, supported by a strong balance sheet and a healthy business fundamentals. We are confident that we have the team and the processes in place to remain agile in the face of challenging environments, and that our overall business remains very healthy. Above all, 
We look forward to driving sustainable value across our business as we advance along our journey to become the trusted partner in the expanding and massive C++ market. And with that, we are ready to open the call for questions. Operator, please provide the appropriate instructions. Thank you. We will now begin the question and answer session. To join the question queue, you may press star then 1 on your telephone keypad. You will hear a tone acknowledging your request. If you are using a speakerphone, please pick up your handset before pressing any keys. To withdraw your question, please press star then 2. Now our first question will come from George Sutton of Craig Hallam. Please go ahead. Thank you. Um, I really wanted to focus in on the guidance, particularly for Q4. So last year, it looks like sequentially you grew 7%. It looks like at the midpoint, you're assuming a 20% growth in Q3 to Q4 this year. And I appreciate the political uh, uh, campaign opportunity. Can you just walk uh, through the thought process of that 20% versus the 7% last year? Yes, this is Jack Moore, so, yeah. Oh, yes, Colin, please, go ahead. Okay. Yeah. George, I understand uh, how, how the numbers look, right? But we did sit down and go through all the baseline cases um, and feel that with the existing customer base, particularly a new customer that is very active uh, and is escalating quickly, that generates a significant amount of revenue in the December quarter, that was the realistic number um, that we wanted to provide. Just to be clear, you're saying there are new customers that you've brought in recently that you're expecting to have big contributions in the back half of the year? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that, that correct. Okay. Um, we've and, always, and, and I'm also pointing out, you know, there are many other positive factors that I gave in the script, right? You know, political elections, Diwali, right? And then, of course, the, your typical Black Friday, Cyber Monday, um, and the holiday season. Okay. Just want to make sure I understood that. And, um, you know, we're excited about your expansion into the U.S. It does look like you've opened an office in Atlanta. I, I assume that gives you some more boots on the ground in the U.S. Can you just give us an update on your U.S. expansion? Uh, yes, this is Dario. Uh, the opening of the office in Atlanta is uh, simply a new office that we have established to host our people in Atlanta that are coming from the Young Age acquisition. And um, also we are hiring uh, in uh, Washington, D.C., uh, Virginia. Um, and also, we have operations in Los Angeles. Obviously, uh, the growth of the company is not only in the U.S., but it's also in other geographies, including India, Dominican Republic, and in Europe, in the U.K., and in Italy. Gotcha. Um, can, can I just ask one other question? You mentioned, I, I think you said, I may not be quoting perfectly, but the challenges like we had in Brazil from a pricing perspective have ended. Could you just talk about that? That that does now seem like a very isolated event in your view. Yes, exactly uh, what said. The, uh, 
quarter, during the second quarter, during the first quarter, uh, deploy over the second quarter, and it's absolutely as planned. Uh, we are obviously working together with the accounts to expand our uh, business in other geographies, and also we are onboarding other accounts. But uh, that specific event didn't appear on our radar screen in other jurisdictions. I understand. Okay, thanks, guys. Thank you, George. The next question comes from Tim Horan of Oppenheimer. Please go ahead, sir. Hi, uh, this is – good afternoon. This is Ed Yang for uh, Tim. Uh, two questions, if I may. Uh, first, can we uh, quickly go around the world and by vertical uh, rank order from strongest to weakness uh, geographies? Uh, is U.S. still outperforming Brazil and Europe? Uh, which sectors are picking up or slowing down? Any trend, uh, any changes in trends since the prior quarter? And just related to that, the uh, the four percent reduction in revenue guidance uh, is that concentrated in any specific area, or is that all broad based? So starting with question number one, uh, we still have a sizable 30.5% of revenues coming from financial services, banking, fintech, etc. Then we have uh, uh, almost 70%, 16.8% coming from e-commerce. Healthcare, travel, transportation is 15.7%, uh, and technology is 14.5% in Q2. Uh, then we have all the other operators, CPAS uh, aggregators that are counting for about 22.5%. And this is the split by vertical. The other question is uh, related to the dynamics of the uh, different uh, um, industries, uh, different geographies. So the, the revenue by country breakdown is United States 33.8%. Second in line is India with 24.2%. Italy, which is still sizable but is relatively smaller, is 20.5%. And all the other European countries, excluding Italy, are accounting for 17.3%. South America is, has been in Q2 6.9%. And other uh, Asian countries, including Middle East and Africa, accounts for 7.3%. Overall, no individual customer accounting for more than 10% of the revenue. And, and Dario, just, just for clarification, I'm asking um, amongst those different geographies and amongst those different verticals, um, any changes within any of those uh, segments that stand out in terms of getting stronger or weaker since the prior quarter? No, not really a significant dynamic. Uh, business is being quite stable for Calera. This is a volume business, so you may have a specific segment having a higher volume performance and other segment lagging a little bit behind, but it's, like, not very relevant. Uh, seed banking is uh, digital banking, in particular mobile banking, is still uh, definitely the king of the hill. And in general, we tend to work on transactional services. So uh, e-commerce is still very steady, home delivery, uh, digital transportation, and app play is still very strong. So 
I would say that I haven't experienced, we haven't experienced a significant variance or deviation from the standard trend that we have observed over the last few quarters. And, and that applies to uh, oh, yeah. guidance as well in terms uh, of uh, not sure is that 4% reduction applying to uh, just broad base across, across uh, your business as a whole? May I answer that one? Sure, Connie, go ahead. Okay. So, you know, briefly, I think everyone understands that we are in a very unique economic uh, situation, right? You know, we have inflation. We have the economy contracting. We've got central banks tightening, right, with the U.S. central bank leading the way, right, which is driving a strong dollar. Um, we're back below parity, right, to, to, to the euro. Um, and then we've got, a, a, on the other side, right, these incredibly strong payroll numbers that are coming in. And, and so that just causes a certain degree of, of caution among uh, executives as to, you know, where exactly are we headed, right? You know, is this a shallow recession? Is this even, even, even a recession a at all? Um, you know, now we're back to talking about a 75 basis point rate hike um, for, for the Federal Reserve, right? Is, are they going to, to, to overshoot? And so it, it's just more prudent to bake in caution um, in terms of what consumer activity is going to be, right, and, and the length of time that executives are going to, to, to take to make uh, their business decisions. And so that, that's a, a big part of the driver. There's, there's really, I was, when I joined, I was very pleased to find that Calera is able to grow through the current economic environment. So does that make sense? Okay. Fair, fair enough, fair enough. Um, and just uh, a final question for me, and this is more longer term, uh, just on pricing. Um, you know, obviously, a lot of, uh, you know, uncertain macro uh, cross-currents, FX, I, I understand that. Um, and, Dario, historically, you said, you know, you've relied mainly on, on volume growth, um, and now you handle billions of text messages and, and voice messages and so on. Uh, but now that double-digit inflation is the norm across the world. Has there been any change in, in, in customer thinking or opportunity for you to uh, open the pricing discussion uh, with customers, given the value and some of the cost savings that you provide? Thank you. Uh, this is a good question. We are carefully evaluating uh, the pricing dynamics. At the moment, we do not experience an increase in uh, uh, sourcing costs. And uh, the same moment we will, we have a contract that allow us to uh, 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 revert to the customers the increasing sourcing costs. Um, we are cautious about uh, uh, being proactively uh, uh, enhancing the pricing, uh, again, because this is a volume business and we do not want to uh, uh, put in uh, a difficult corner uh, our business model, uh, um, rising prices may bring, due to the elasticity of demand, to lower volume. So at the moment we say put, but uh, this is something that we are thinking about. Thank you.
the next question comes from Jonathan Navarrete of Common. Please go ahead. Hey, good afternoon. Thank you for uh, taking my call. Um, so I'll start with uh, with revenue. Um, just want to understand um, what was the dollar impact on revenue from um, from foreign exchange in the quarter, and how much is it? Uh, how much is is baked into the third and the fourth quarter um, individually? Uh, yeah, this is Giacomo. On a performa basis, uh, just in Europe, the difference uh, in revenue for uh, foreign adverse foreign effect is about 3.5 million. 5 million in the quarter, okay. And with yes. that affecting rep. And then for the third and fourth quarter, can, you, can we expect like what, maybe 3 or, or 2.5, like according to what you guys have to plan? Yes, of course. Uh, we saw decline quarter by quarter, uh, in particular from euros. So, yeah. Okay, got it. And the reason I'm, I'm asking is mainly because I want to see if the reduction in guidance is, is it really because business is, is weakening or is it more of an FX, um, FX driven? So, um, this is helpful. Um, if I could just chime in on it, right? It, it just seems that you can't model uh, enough of a change. Right? It keeps just yeah. dropping and dropping, and, and we are stuck in, in this situation where the U.S. central bank looks like it's going to be the world leader in rate hikes. So, uh, got it. Um, for adjusted EBITDA, I know you guys don't provide um, guidance for this, but can we uh, expect a sequential improvement through the third and fourth quarter? And, um, you know, presumably it would be – it's already better, I guess, than, than what it was in 21. So this is a question for Giacomo. Uh, is it related to the seasonality of the adjusted EBITDA? Yes, usually we have a, a better quarter in Q3 Q4 IBDA on uh, uh, seasonality. Of course, uh, we have to think, think about uh, these adverse effects in the revenues and uh, uh, the, the inflation can be cause uh, a few uh, downturn in IBDA, but we have confident to have uh, a good okay and um if i may just one more question i, I know we're we're just in august but in terms of 23 um you know just what are you guys thinking of in terms of new customer acquisitions and where what type of growth can you expect um year over year well, we are investing into expanding our uh, business development capabilities. Uh, the pipeline of new uh, leads and new uh, prospects is constantly increasing. And uh, so let me say I think that uh, we will perform better than in the past in terms of growth on new customers. 
but our growth is explained not only by new customers, new business, but also by the increasing volume of existing customers. And this is possibly the part that is more difficult to model uh, because basically this is depending on the overall uh, um, performance of the economies. Um, and uh, that's the challenge in a way. Now it's, it's hard to predict 23. So uh, it's a good question and it's a tough answer. But the only way that we can handle this is to keep on investing in the growth. And that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And when you say growth, the way I'm kind of interpreting it, and you know, please correct me if I'm wrong, is just more U.S.-centric um, investment, or is this just wide, broad, all over the world, India, Brazil, Europe? Well, the, the, the macroeconomic dynamics uh, uh, most likely will be more challenging in Europe due to the war in Ukraine due to the very step increase in the cost of raw materials, energy. Um, uh, this is also depending on the monetary policy of the European Central Bank, which is following at the moment the U.S. Federal Reserve, but maybe going forward uh, will be in a difficult corner. So let me say overall we expect Europe being more challenging U.S. going fairly well, and Asia-Pacific going fairly well. Okay. Thank you. That's it for me. Thank you. The next question comes from Vivek Plani of Northland Capital. Please go ahead. Hi. I'm Vivek on behalf of Mike Lakimo. So I have a couple of questions with me here. So the first one is, how much did the campaign registry contribute in the second quarter? Uh, as Dario said, uh, contribute for uh, four million in the second quarter. Oh, that's great. Uh, my second question is about the headcount. So, uh, what are the current level of headcounts, and where might that be at the end of the year? Uh, good question. So, at the end of June, the overall headcount. I'm looking for the right figure. Was uh, uh, about 600 exactly. Hold on one second. Um, uh, in terms of uh, of uh, growth, uh, we are well. We were exactly six or seven at the end of uh, uh, June 2022. Uh, we are slowing down the hiring in the second half. We are slowing down the hiring because we think that we must stay more conservative. Uh, also considering that we have adjusted our overall uh, guidance for the full year. So um, I do not expect this figure get much higher than that. Uh, I think that it's reasonable if we end up at uh, roughly 650 at the end of the year. Great. Thank you. Thank you. At this time, this concludes our question and answer session. I would now like to turn the call back over to Mr. Colangero for his closing remarks. Okay, thank you very much, operator. And uh, I want to thank uh, uh, again all of uh, you for joining us in the call today. And um, 
we want to thank our extensive worldwide network of partners in Weston, but also we want to thank all of our employees for their continued support. Operator? I would like to remind everyone that a recording of today's call will be available for replay via a link available in the investor section of the company's website. Thank you for joining us today for Killeris first quarter 2022 earnings conference call. You may now disconnect.